Here's to those who suffer in silence, understand the frustration of everything bothering them, and for those who give their all to others, what heals me often ends up being the weapon that wounds me. I want to talk about the authentic self, and somewhere I took a wrong turn. Greetings listeners, and I hope you're doing well. I'm really grateful for those who choose to tune in and listen when there are literally thousands, if not millions of options out there. I'm also grateful for my friend Nate Hunterton introducing me to his friend J.B. Spiso, who is a retired Sergeant Major, consultant and author. He shared his book with me, which sat on my nightstand for two weeks. I apologize, J.B., but I finally opened it. I am not done, but so far, this is what stood out. Being you is what set you apart. It's what made him stand out and launched his opportunity. It drove him to write the book. It's about being authentic. I stopped being me years ago in an attempt to navigate the leadership trenches of a highly PC institution, being shaped, in my opinion, by several cheerleaders who are more concerned with popularity and lack the experience of what it takes to deal with the daily sausage making of the recipes that they often created. You know, the ones who sit on staff, create policy, but never actually sit in the lower levels where they have to, I don't know, uh, deal with the policies they created and see uh, how bad it is. Anyways, why did I stop being me years ago? And wow, slowly behind my own back, I was changing. And I don't know if it was for the better or worse. Know this before I proceed. I'm sharing my perspective. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily right. This is just from my lens. This is the perspective of a chief mass sergeant who is an Air Force wounded warrior with post-traumatic stress disorder. Not your average PTSD because your mocha latte you ordered with light cream, extra whip, minus the whip, stirred four times with magic gluten-free sprinkles, was not the perfect 101 degrees while you were on your way to peacefully protest or to offend someone from kneeling in some kind of way or be offended by it. Everybody calm down. For those who are triggered, it's just my way to break the ice and laugh at some of the stuff we see going around us. It was a joke. But... This PTSD is from combat exposure and leading mortuary affairs in Iraq. You know, casualty collection where they're actually coming to you, sometimes still bleeding and God knows what, and you got to get them home. You know, the type of responsibilities where young heroes have paid the ultimate price and it is up to you and your team to get them home to their loved ones, only to have 15 more years of combat exposure, slowly changing and redefining who you are, how you act and gradually the littlest things drive you crazy because you know, the new you has been defined. You didn't know it because all you did was keep deploying without getting help or understanding you needed help. Ask any hero if they understand. Most, if not all, will say yes. This is my story, my perspective, and are a few of the ripples of water that knocked me off course. There's many others, but we're just going to focus on this one today. This is not to condescend or disrespect anyone I've served with in the past or currently. It is my approach in sharing my thoughts dealing with my demons and attempt to find my authentic self again. We will see who takes offense, who comes to the table to discuss, and who simply has the courage to admit this applies to them and have the conversation to help grow one another. Because I could be wrong. There are things that I may not know about, but we'll see. We'll even see who's listening, because let's be real. I've also saw how many people claim to get your back, but they don't. They're just waiting to find a way to capitalize off of your talents, your network, in your time to better their cause. But let's be honest, our world right now would know honest and truth if it landed on someone's head. But this is my world that I'm talking about right now in my brain, the version of me that people most times don't see. And I'm curious to see who will step up to help me navigate. 
I'm 14 days retired after 28 years of service. I find myself reflecting on what I grew up in, the United States Air Force. I was 17 when I joined and 45 when I retired. Like it or not, I am a culmination of my human interactions, assignments, deployments, jobs, and face it, I am literally Air Force blue. Everything about me is Air Force, to include the fact that I was born as a military dependent in the Air Force and joined the Air Force and was in the Air Force for a year with my dad. But I'm not a blue falcon. Well, maybe I can be nerdy or ditzy or sometimes, I don't know. But I am everything the Air Force created. I am also a chief master sergeant. And I don't say that like I'm bragging because I sometimes I don't want, I have no idea how I got there. But I am in the top 1% of the enlisted force. And let's face it, less than 1% of our nation serves. And I, and I did not make it the easy way. I was not some academic who could, couldn't lead a horse to water with academic talents to score high and promote first time each time. Give me a break. If you wear the stripes at the most minimal time, I have serious doubts in your ability based on a lack of experience for you to truly execute the same way. It's like putting cubic zirconia and a diamond next to each other. One of us is real. One of us can handle it. The other one, yeah, you got the stripes, but I'm sorry. You're not a chief in my eyes. Well, yeah, you're a chief, but you're not at the same level. So was it the light speed promotions because testing outweighed experience? Was it the bitterness of in-your-face tribalism of self-stroking buddies who ensured their buddies were given the advantage of an assignment? If you think that doesn't exist, ask any chief who watched chiefs who promoted years after them sitting as command chiefs or on staff in record minimum time while others were being fed inconsistent and bullshit excuses every assignment cycle. Nothing like leaders who sit in positions or create or influence policy yet have no or little experience of the trenches who take the blows longer than a year like the leaders on the ground who seem to stay on the ground because that's truly where the rubber meets the road. Don't let these leaders fool you. They will tell you the most rewarding time in their career was at the tactical level. But read their bio and witness what little time they spent there. And if they did at all, man, they burned rubber. It's ridiculous. It's always amused me. But didn't it amuse me as much as whenever I would say Merry Christmas or God, that was always met with a, you can't say that, chief. But enlisted Jesus was absolutely acceptable and never once deemed inappropriate. Wow. I was always curious how that institutional double standard impacted the idea that being real was in low demand and watching your airmen run to social media and ask these keyboard leaders from afar, am I right? Am I right? I am, I am in search of validation for my thought that I've been told no several times because hell, who knows anymore what's acceptable or not when you witness different strokes for different folks on social media. Was this the critical moment I started to redefine my style and adapt to a style that lacked authenticity and what our young warriors needed? Maybe. Since reality and inspiration, you know, catalyzed by hard work and candid feedback was in low demand. At least that's what the chiefs taught me when I was a young airman. That, you know, being real and I just navigated, worked hard and kept pushing forward. You know, everything that made us successful. Leadership is about influencing and connecting was the new excuse for traveling staff weanings or career social media leaders to always be in my chili, not knowing the landscape. And I don't mean literally like they would intervene, you know, proactively, but sometimes they do because they're living on social media and people run to them. We'll get to social media in a little bit. Let me share something for both 
at best you will leave more confused not the person sitting at strategic level spewing out vague usually often highlighted simon sinek or maxwell quotes not theirs um but you but those asking the question a large percent you're going to leave more confused most times you're going to get bad advice most you'll be criticized um i'll wait for the criticism for this or the leaders giving different answers yeah that goes for me and my peers too. just go to one of our platforms and see how many uh, chiefs give you five different answers. Don't even get into the politics and what honestly is very embarrassing behavior of my peers. But if you're lucky, you'll make it to John Q public, any of the Facebook social media sites. Oh, <laughs> let's, let's not talk about Facebook live. And you are going to be thrashed in a culture that says they are your wingmen and care about things like the suicide rates. You don't have to believe me. Go to the site yourself. It's okay. Go check it out. I'll wait. But know this. You can grow your hair longer now. Your TA has been reduced. And for those who were denied promotion, assignments, you name it, because of a PT test, yeah, the AC was waived because of stress and the holiday season. Man, imagine that. Imagine the thoughts and feelings of the people who actually stayed within standard like the AFI says. Anyways, this is not to talk bad about, you know, Let's, let's shift standards and policy to what's going to be popular, a, a lesser standard. I wonder how much COVID impacted diet and exercise and who the hell thought that was the right decision. I don't even care no more. But no, I do care. I care because this is the type of crap that I don't think people think about when they make the decisions they do. Anyways, you see, my style of leadership is in low demand. That was apparent when group chiefs would actually make excuses for airmen who would disrespect senior ranking individuals just because of the nature of their job. I couldn't believe chiefs were upset because an airman at the gate didn't address them as chief. Like, really? Like, this is a real life story. I can't believe folks are upset. Don't they know what they do all day? Well, go read the fucking enlisted force structure, Mr. or Mrs. Popular. See, the popular leader. How do you navigate in this new world? I failed knowing my leadership style. I, d I just knew if, if it didn't change, it would impact any potential for me down the road. And I had to make a decision. Understood that the new culture was individuals who couldn't handle hearing the truth would simply run to the IG or social media, most times in search of validation or hoping for answers that would undermine their immediate supervisor. There was always leader X with the most vague answers. Most of the time, half entertaining the BS. Little did they know the impacts, and rarely did I see any real change that showed they cared when the SOSs went out directly to them with real problems. We could talk about how I tried to help someone get out of a deployment after they got back on their 14th deployment and they had marital problems only to be greeted with a whole lot of BS. We won't go there, right? Because usually uh, the next subject was, how can we have resilience issues? Anyways. I was usually given some bullshit answer resulting in letting someone down and dealing with the broken pieces at the ground level. Sometimes leaders on the ground get the in the face, daily criticism, demonization, and lack of faith as a result because our job ultimately is to get things done. I will share this. It sucked and 13 days into retirement, now 16. And after reading two pages of JB's book, a part of his story, only two pages 
triggered something and made me realize I can only heal and move on by sharing my thoughts and being authentic. Again, let me say this. This is not an attack or cheap shot at leaders or an institution that I absolutely love, but I am sharing my perspective. And this is a great opportunity for growth for those who are actually listening and willing to reflect and think about the things that are happening at the ground level. At the end of the day, I only blamed myself for allowing the wrong things to influence me. And like a rock in my shoe, I struggled with many thoughts and realized I had lost sight of who KJ was and all the influences that, that I listened to and changed who I was. But the funny thing was I was watching Social Dilemma with my kids as a result of realizing that things were happening in the house down the hall. And it was heartbreaking to discover the rising tensions brewing between my 16, 13, 11 year old kids. While that story will be shared on another day, maybe, maybe, I want to highlight why I bring it up. I remember sitting in one of those senior leader lunches, and I am doing the air quotes, about a year or two ago. We were talking about addictions, the normal variety in Las Vegas, you know, drugs and alcohol. You know, this is before COVID and the rising criminal activity here, but drugs and alcohol. I raised the question about when the Air Force would evolve, what we identified as addictions and the connection with bad or catastrophic behaviors. We were dealing with the culture of suicide and it actually had gotten to record uh, levels. I noted that social media and the dopamine release from social media should be considered with our younger generations who are joining. And if this was something to be worried about, I recall this being brushed off in a, hey, thanks for playing chief manner and cannot help but connect the dots on authenticity influences with social media and how our leaders who have the most influence are writing to social media for answers, often bypassing their immediate leadership, impacting trust, credibility, and faith in their leaders on the ground. And oh, by the way, again, back to what I said, watch Social Dilemma and see how they talk about how it's impacting suicides. This absolutely is a connection with our airmen our leaders are using social media to have our airmen go to as leaders. Everybody's a leader now. I mean, Lord knows I've seen everybody in a Zoom. Everybody is 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 a leader. And I believe everybody has something to offer. I just say be cognizant of what we're communicating because sometimes we're probably making things worse and be cognizant of that. I remember having a conversation with uh, a long, long time friend and officer and saying, you know, how do you think the ground level chief feels when chief master on the air force replies on Facebook to a question that an airman tagged them on? Funny thing is it's not him. It's a senior master sergeant. So you got senior master sergeant up there cutting the legs out from under folks at the ground level who are chiefs or commanders who knows, but it's okay. It's okay. It is what it is. And again, I don't want to come off as this bitter. I'm not. This is for growing and learning. But fuck the stripes. Experience, processes. Just drop a half-truth in any of the platforms and watch. If you watch Social Dilemma, you'll recall a part of the show where they discuss how social media platforms competed for attention. Literally manipulate us with the goal of monetization. Even I could be guilty of this. I am. I literally am using social media to communicate my story. But are leaders using social media in a way that helps or hurts? I don't know. Are we harvesting validation of our ability to lead with likes? How often are leaders highlighting their failures on social media? 
or do we paint the picture of perfection of a utopia? Because I tell you, one of the things I always talked about was we never talk about followership enough. Yet followership is required to be a leader. But everybody wants to talk about leadership like they're really a leader. Everybody is not a leader. I know of several who honestly couldn't lead a horse to water and definitely don't have the ability to speak from experience. By the way, my leadership style in contrast to these rainbow rangers is now called toxic or I'm labeled as a bully. I don't think these grossly over-enthusiastic leaders understand the contrast they are creating. However, I found myself feeling even more lost and believed that it's not just me. There are no ethical guidelines for these social media platforms with a mission and objective to keep drawing the attention to a specific platform, regardless of how to get the attention of people, regardless of content. Are leaders doing this as well? Did I do this by posting celebrations of success of my folks? I remember shaking my head when we were going into a section to congratulate a promotee, but had to do some Macarena maneuver to not hurt the feeling of the non-promotee. I, sh I, I just didn't understand it, huh? Just sad. I do believe that many of us have gotten caught up in the world of wondering what the hell is real anymore, what is right, and truly what is authentic. I realized something when I posted my retirement from 28 years of service. This was my aha moment and I realized my self-inflicted wound, my desire to be there, help people and give my all is the problem. Here's an example. Because of COVID, my retirement defaulted to a video recording because of minimal attendees. I posted my retirement, which is 59 minute ceremony and the average watch time of over 300 views is eight minutes. How's that for a reality check? Eight minutes of a 59 minute video. It tells you a whole lot, but it's all good. You know, people can't handle the truth and data doesn't lie most times. In all honesty, I've struggled since starting this podcast slash YouTube stuff. Why? Well, there are several reasons. I rely on social media and believe I need to steer away from it. At least use it less. And anybody who knows me knows I love me some social media. I look at the data that drives me to question my circle. A good example. Why are you even on my Facebook, by the way? If you're only on my page to sell shit or use me as a method to network market, I think, I think you should just leave. Balancing work, family, and the rapid transition of what's supposed to be a hobby, navigating a world of what feels like inauthenticity of my friends and myself. I don't think I'm being my authentic self. So if I don't know me, how do I know who my true friends are? This is not me whining. This is just me being real. And I know I'm not the only one out there. There'll be half a group that agrees, half a group that'll call me a whiner. You name it, it's okay. You won't say it to my face. Feeling a failure, feeling a failure in new adventures. All I know is there for So for me to step out and do something that's new, most days, I feel like I'm failing. It's it's it really brings me back to some of our younger airmen who are struggling because they're doing something new. And sometimes it's hard to stay grounded. And then staying ethically grounded to grow the kicking with KJ brand. Um, that's huge for me. Um, because I won't go out on the strip and start twerking in a thong just to grow an audience base. I just won't do it. And then my drive for success. What I know is that I'm blessed with some real ones out there. And for those of you who are out there representing Kicking It With KJ, to my friends that call me and understand that I have PTSD, those who have looked out for me in other ways, I am I am so grateful for you. They know who they are. And my family has been here with me every step of the way. This is my first step towards healing, understanding myself and hopefully helping someone who understands the mind of a leader, family man, and friend with PTSD. 
In a world of selfishness, I refuse to stop being selfless, but will realize who is worth my time. I truly appreciate everybody who listened, everybody who struggles out there, because I know I'm not alone. This is something that I was encouraged to do, and I'm trying to do it. And I hope for those who are listening that you will keep pushing forward, that you never give up. And if you can relate, let me know. I pray well wishes and safety for all.